bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Go Big Blue! This is another Big Blues Day episode of the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the insight you need to know on the Utah State Aggie sports teams. I am Daniel Olson, aka The Aggie Fan Dan, and you can find me on Twitter at USUTheRightBlue. We have several headlines to get to today. First, make sure to give us a five-star review with a comment and you will be entered to win some Aggie swag. Make sure to let us know what you like and what you'd like to see more of. With that out of the way, let's talk about some Aggie sports. So first and foremost, we have USU football. That is starting in four days from today, from this big Blues Day. And what what better way to start off than with the reigning Mountain West champs at Boise, at, at the Smurf Turf. Wow, that's going to be, that, 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 we, we always get tough home openers. We actually haven't won a home opener since we beat Weber State, the mighty Weber State Wildcats. Um, they actually are a really good team now. They've been a great FCS team and, and made it pretty far in the FCS playoffs. But, um, but yeah, we beat them that year, and then we only won three games that year, so... Maybe winning the first game of the year isn't all it's cracked up to be. It's kind of nice because then you can keep the hype going and people wonder, okay, how long can you keep this going? Can the Aggies have an unbeaten season or, or what what can they do? But currently it doesn't seem like there's a lot of optimism as far as the Vegas odds go. Looks like we're a three-touchdown underdog. Uh, the ESPN FPI gives us about eleven between eleven and twelve percent chance to win this game. The one of my favorite USU accounts that that I follow, sidelines USU, showed a picture of that, and then the guy in Dumb and Dumber was saying, "So you're saying there's a chance?" And Aggies, I think there's a chance. I I know that in the history, I'm I'm, I'm currently writing an article. I'll have a preview up. For you before the end of the week, probably sometime on Friday or Saturday, just to give some keys to the game and and what my final prediction will be. I'm not quite sure, but we'll we'll explore that. But anyways, I I think that this this is gonna be a good game. We the Aggies have only beaten Boise State five times and lost nineteen times. A lot of those losses have come since the turn of the millennium. Uh, before, uh, I think, yeah, U- Utah State, as of 1997, they had won four and Boise State had won three. And that was before the dominance of Boise State when, when they became one of the original BCS busters when they beat Oklahoma with that fake Statue of Liberty. Now I say one of because we got to give credit to Zach Rieger, he's he's our guy. Yeah, he's a Ute fan, and he does our Swoop Saturday podcast. So if you also like to see the Utes and what they're doing, he he's a good person to listen to on Saturdays. But 
for Tuesdays for the Aggies. Uh, we do have a tough one. The last time we beat Boise State was in 2015, and I, I remember I loved that game. We we doubled their score, 52 to 26, and you don't see that happen too often, but it it was one of those classic cases of the team with the least turnovers wins, and I think Boise had something like six or seven turnovers in the first half. The Their their quarterback at the time, he was a true freshman, and it was just it was just a rough time for him, Brett Ripon, and and now he plays for the Denver Broncos, and I I, I believe, and he's and he he had a great career after that. But um, last year we were kind of hoping that maybe we'd have some luck against a a true freshman Hank Bachmeyer, but he he looked pretty pretty good, and and I'm thinking he'll be good, although. From what I saw, I think the the Broncos are returning only like five or six starters in, on offense, or like they're just not returning a lot of starters overall. So, yeah, we have some good quarterback play, but it might look a little bit different. And in game one, I think, who knows, maybe that might be the best time for the Aggies to play the Broncos, because it seems like when we play them earlier on, sometimes the scores are a little bit closer when we're playing them in October as opposed to November. I just feel like the Aggies in general, um, when we play good teams in November, a lot of times it's not pretty. I know um, in the last decade, I remember um, there was about three times we played BYU in November, and every single time we lost those games, I think basically every time we beat, uh, we lost in Boise State, it was in November, although we usually always lose to them. but. <laughs> But we beat them on October 16th, 2015, so nearly five years ago. So in October, I'm optimistic about the Aggies. I'm not saying they're going to necessarily win this game. If they do, then I'm, that doesn't mean they'll necessarily go undefeated. I, I have them somewhere in, in between. The worst case, I'd hate this, but if they don't really play like they're capable of and struggle this year, I think... Three and five is the lowest they go. I I think the ESPN FBI has us pretty close, but we're only actually favored to win a lot of um, about two out of the eight games on the schedule. But but some of those games are just pick'em games, right? So they're like close to fifty percent. So I think there'd be some close games, and just like there was last year and. And hopefully the Aggies can show up. We don't have any Power 5 teams or any of those teams in the schedule to almost lose to. Like These are a group of five teams in our level that we should be able to compete against uh, most years when we're, when we're playing the, the, the brand of football that, I, that, that we've been accustomed to seeing the last decade. Uh, I think, the, in my opinion, the Aggies will make the biggest jump in year three. Uh, it seems like from the past, uh, Coach Gary Anderson needs a couple years to get his guys on on the roster to to really have success in in the way that he's he plays and and with the Aggies in his first stint he did have success and there's a little bit of, there's some people that might be doubting him, like can he do it again and and sometimes people in their second rodeo uh, that there was a coach in the nineties and. Um, for the Aggies, I'm trying to remember his name, John Smith, I think. 
Um, his second stint with the Aggies didn't go as well as the first. And I think on average, the uh, on the second rodeo, the the coaches don't win as many games as the first because they were probably really hyped and really good and went on somewhere else, kind of like Coach Gary Anderson did, where he went to some bigger schools like Wisconsin, had some success there. Um, didn't have a, it didn't go so well for him at Oregon State, and then after he became an assistant again at the Utes, we got him and and last season was a little disappointing, but but it was new system trying to get used to to Jordan Love's um, his abilities, which were great, but it just didn't work out last year. But I'm I'm confident this year. Uh, Gary has a good relationship with some of these guys he's brought in. And they have the depth chart out. It looks like, the according to the USU football, the number one guy quarterback on the depth chart is, it's confirmed, it's, it's Jason Shelley. And he was the starter for a while when Tyler Huntley was out at the Utes. And the Utes kind of wanted to move him to the d- defensive side. And, and he's always wanted to be a quarterback. So, so that, that's what's going to happen. Um, DHC, it looks like he's actually not the first in the depth chart. I believe it's Jalen Warren. I'll have to I'll have to check that to make sure. But uh, Devonte Henry Cole, um, he'll still get a lot of the carries. He was he was kind of down there on the depth chart at the U, and then he transferred to BYU, wanted a chance to to beat Utah, um, but when they found out that they weren't playing and and his his buddy Jason Shelley committed to the Aggies. He just thought, why not? Why not join the Aggies? And and for a while, there was our our season was in doubt, and it looked like that might not have been the best choice because BYU magically put together a season and looked like we might not play. But I'm I'm pleased to say that this weekend the Mountain West will be playing, and we, there's some good. Games seven out of, out of our eight games are televised on TV. Um, we have I think half of them will be on CBS Sports. The other half will be on Fox Sports One. One game in there we we might have to to go on Facebook Live as as we have a lot in the in the past. Usually there's a couple games each year, but I'm I'm really pumped about the the Fox Sports deal because. It, um, CBS Sports, don't get me wrong, that's great, but I know sometimes the fans get tired of the same thing, so it'll be nice to see, to hear different announcers, and so so we don't have to hear people, because eventually when you, because I remember in basketball, we listen to the same announcers over and over again, and eventually you just hear some of the fans on social media are just tired of the, the same guys, and maybe their same habits of the way they call the games, so it'll be nice to to see that some changes. Um, so one, so a couple of random things. It, it, you can't re- attend the first game, unfortunately, for the Aggies. It'll be on Halloween, so you can get your trick-or-treating in, and, and maybe while you're giving out trick-or-treat candy, you can watch the Aggies. Their first home game will be on Saturday on Halloween against San Diego State. Um, so even though you can't go to the game, you can purchase a c- cardboard cutout of yourself for $50. And a lot of other schools are doing this. I saw BYU is doing this. and so. But 
enough of, of that. The, the, the Aggies, it'll go towards the Big Blue Scholarship Fund, I believe. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good cause. I, I know we'd all rather be there, but, uh, but hopefully if we can stay safe, we can get some fans in the seats to cheer, to cheer on the team. That would be great. Um, another random thing I saw on, on Twitter today, I'll have to, to find them and give them a shout out at, at some point from our, from the Hive Sports. They, there was a girl, an Aggie fan, she carved the shot by Sam Merrill on a, a pumpkin. So it just shows the number five just shooting over what looks like a San Diego State defender and just, and we know what happens next. He buries it and, and the Aggies are your two-time NCAA Mountain West champions and have punched a ticket to the big dance both years, even though they weren't necessarily able to go to the big dance. Um, but, but yeah, so those, those are some cool things. I'm, I really have been pleased to see more Aggies on Twitter. I think they're ready. We, we know that football is coming. There's a lot of news on there, so let's keep it coming. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at the Hive Sports, but Twitter is is my favorite. I just love to see see the back and forth between different rival teams and just the Aggie Twitter is so creative. I I remember in March we had a a, a March Madness bracket of Aggie fans. Yep, I did get upset in the first round. I think. It was like a play in like eleven versus eleven seed. Shout out to the blue mask, uh, USU guy. He 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 beat me and he, and he he's really cool guy and he he wears a Aggie mask that looks like the Jason from the Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> so that so that's pretty funny. But um, but anyways, some of my other favorite follows the Ogden Aggie, um, the guy that ended up winning it. We all know we love. Captain Craig Smith, he's kind of a parody account, kind of like the Captain Andrew Luck, where he talks and like he's from the 19th century and he's like writing letters to his mom about the Aggies conquering the Western Mountains, and so that's fun to kind of see. But enough of the Aggie football. We'll we'll have plenty of that. We'll 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 have that article for you, and and we'll be live tweeting the game. We're we're excited for that. Win or lose, the the Aggies are are the best. We 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 love our Aggies, and with that, so let's get to some Aggies in the NFL. Kyler Fackrell, aka Kyler Sackrell, has been great for the New York Giants. He got a win over the Redskins, and yeah, last week I think it was last week, or yeah, recently he had a a pick six, which was. Which that that was that was a fun to see him and and I love me some some cowboys but it was nice to see Kyler Fackrell just just take that and take it all the way back to the house and then yeah he had this sack and a couple tackles this week beat a Washington Redskins team it's not very good I mean I'll just say it, the NFC East they're the NFC least this year but. But the Giants got their first win of the season at, at one and five, and and Kyler Fackrell, he's doing his job, uh, trying to make his his mark felt on 
on the defense. Uh, now, ho- hopefully we get a lot more questions. I'll make sure to to tweet and, and ask for more of your guys' questions. But but one question I got that was kind of interesting, Russell Olsen, he, he's a, a big fan of the Hype Sports. He asked, is Jordan Love the best quarterback or the best player we've had in the last decade? And I would say it, it's really tough because Chucky Keaton, I'd say if Chucky Keaton was healthy, maybe who knows, maybe he would have been better. Um, some people thought he might be a candidate to win some awards and, and really make some noise in 2013 um, after he had that stellar sophomore year, kind of like Jordan Love had a stellar sophomore year. Um, so, But Chucky Keaton was bitten by the injury bug. Jordan Love was bitten. Let's just call it what it is. He was bitten by the interception bug. But still, last year, even after a, a subpar junior career, uh, junior season by his standards through like a NCAA high 17 interceptions. He still was drafted number one in the NFL draft. So I would say because of the intangibles and just how great his sophomore year was, just an 11-1 season, um, I, I'd say he led one of the best Aggie offenses. I think we, we were one of the highest scoring teams in the nation. We were scoring in the high 40s on average. And so he had an 11-1 season. Chucky Keaton did as well. I would have to say I'd probably pick Jordan Love as a quarterback. Chucky Keaton was a great dual threat, and he was a little bit more mobile than than Jordan Love. But Jordan Love has got the intangibles. He's got the big hands. He's got the height. and But I love both of those guys. Chucky Keaton, he's doing great things with Matt Wells and Texas Tech. Well, they're struggling right now, but I'm confident that they will start to do great things with our our former Aggie, Henry Columbia, um, Columbia, sorry. He was, I, I was a little bit sad to see him go, but I think the Aggies are in good hands. We have athletic players. Um, now, across the board, I'm not sure how our depth will be. I think we'll still be good. I think you saw the Aggies really get after it and practice as early as they could and get as much reps as possible. And they're making it sound like, oh, we just have a ways to go because we didn't get spring ball and all that. But I think, I mean, there's a lot of other teams that are in the same position. And I think the Aggies are are well-equipped to have a good season. And there will be a lot of other headlines. We'll make sure to to amp up the basketball coverage because we know um, it's not quite how it was a decade ago when people are always asking, oh, when's let's wait till when's basketball season going to happen? But, but I mean, we're we're all excited for that. But we got a football season right now, and that'd be great. Um, but some of the headlines I'm looking to cover for basketball in the near future is is can the Aggies three P? It's hard to do. I don't even think Stu Morrill did it. I think he might have gotten several regular season championships, but it's it's hard to win the Mountain West tournament three times in a row. Um, we didn't win the regular season last year, but it doesn't matter because Sam Maryland March. He just made so many shots. He's just Mr. Unstoppable. And we don't have him this year, so we have some other guards. We we got a um we we'll definitely have a good front court with Kada and some of the other guys like Justin Bean. Uh, our back court will look a little different. We have the 
guy, the transfer coming in from Virginia. I mean, that's an ACC school there. So Marco Anthony, I'm excited to see him and and see who ends up starting for the back the backcourt. Um, and one thing that's gonna look so weird as as an Aggie sports fan, we all know that it that the Aggies have started to show up to football games and be great, but. Spectrum Magic's been a thing for a while. Um, people talked about it when it when it wasn't here when we were losing. Yeah, that that honestly sucks. But but it has been back the last two years where we've with Craig Smith he's lit, lit the fire. Kind of the kind of that Stu Morrill started and some of the guys before him. Like when the Aggies started to be that that basketball ball powerhouse. Basically, ever since Wayne Estes, we've been. We've been pretty good more often than not, but but definitely the last couple of decades, um, even though we were gone for a couple of years, we'll just we love Tim Durier, but let's just pretend that that those couple of years didn't happen. <laughs> but um, it what what my point is is that it'll look a little bit weird with the Spectrum Magic if they don't have fans. So I'm hoping by the end of November when when they're gonna start having college basketball games that they can at least allow a limited number of fans. I think that if I'm correct, the the spectrum, the D. Glenn Smith spectrum holds around 10,000, maybe a little more, I think 11, maybe if it's packed. But but yeah, those are some good headlines to, to think about. And and thank, thanks for listening to this, the, the, this first podcast. Well, last week we did have Tyler Newbold on for kind of our first Big Blues Day, but this is my first time solo in the studio, so I just want to say Aggies all the way. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.